Hello, it's been a minute, but we are back and better than ever. This is Let Freedom Ring. Don't turn that dial. So I want to talk about something very important today. This is a very important topic. Should you be able, should there be cameras in classrooms? Absolutely. I say absolutely. I say absolutely. Now, obviously, this is referring, you know, uh, disclaimer, this is referring to public schools. Private schools, do whatever you want because you don't, you know, unless you get state money. So I, I posed this question a couple of days ago on Facebook. I said, should students or, or should teachers be forced to wear cameras? Now, necessarily wear doesn't necessarily mean that they have to wear cameras. You know, there could just be a general ca- camera in the classroom. You know, they don't have to like strap a GoPro to their head. That, that would just be weird. But I posed this question and I got some interesting responses and it made me think, hmm, maybe I should talk about this because maybe I should talk about this. I said, if cops have to wear cameras, why don't we make teachers wear them? Now, this lady named, uh, you know, I won't say her name. She said, in public schools, people are in our rooms all the time. I really don't need another thing to worry about. I understand why people want this, but I would have Karens watching and complaining about every little thing. It would be chaos. Good teachers already leave the, the profession fa- or leave the profession faster than they already, they, they would leave faster than they already were are. Now, this is interesting. Because as much as I respect what she is saying, I absolutely do. I have friends who are teachers. I have family who are teachers. At the end of the day, the school is not about the teachers. At the end of the day, the school is not about the teachers. This is a, a debate I've had for with, with principals and administrators as long as I can. School is not about the teachers. School is about the students. And I'm sure for every nine, for every probably 30 Wandas there are out there, who just want to do their job and go home, there's a lot more Claire's. And I'll get to Claire's comment in just a second. But first, somebody replied and said, public schools are paid by public taxes. Yes, put cameras on these teachers. If they are teaching the proper curriculum, then there's nothing to hide. Some stances those that rail for police cameras. What are you hiding? I think too many teachers are pushing subdued and masked liberal propaganda. We already have... I'll put it like this. We already have cameras in the biggest classrooms, the classrooms where the most robust ideas are discussed, college classrooms. I go to the University of Georgia. Go dogs. I hate the Gators. I go to the University of Georgia, and there are cameras in every classroom. Typically, every single lecture is recorded. If I really wanted to, I, don't, I wouldn't have to leave where I'm sitting right now. I could do everything that I need right now. From this desk. I could watch all my lectures. And I think that really does have a profound effect. This prof- these professors know they can't be saying anything crazy. Now, granted, I'm not in a liberal studies professor. I'm not in a political science classes. You know, I'm in, I'm in a business classes. It's really hard to be openly, you know, liberal when, when you're learning about Excel. Undoubtedly true, right? So Claire says, as a teacher, please... Please do this. I follow all the laws in my classroom. I do nothing wrong. It would make life easier, in fact. Video proof of child behaviors, less IEP observation notes. Maybe people would actually see how much work teachers do every day. We need to do this. It posed the question. Don't... I remember this... uh, uh, Georgia required... uh, 
officers wear body cameras a couple of week, couple years ago. I remember the debate. Yeah, hey, the, you know, good cops. You know, why do I have to wear a body camera? Do you not trust me? It's not that we don't trust you. But think about all the murders that happened over the last couple hundred. Uh, I don't know. Let's say just say let's just say even the last ten years. 50 years by police officers in America because they were alone and nobody would have known what they did and it was their word against uh, whoever the victim was. And who's a judge going to believe? A hundred times out of a hundred, they're going to be believe a police officer who has no blemishes on his record over somebody who has, I don't know, 20 prior convictions. I don't know. That's not how it should be, but that's the truth. So recently, I, I saw a video, Tucker Carlson played this, of a, of a parent, or sorry, a, a teacher absolutely berating a student for not wearing mask. I mean, absolutely. I'm going to play it in just a second. But they were, they were absolutely, I mean, this teacher should be fired. And I'm going to play it right now. Maybe. In just a second. Um but it absolutely, it, it gets to the point of the problem. All right. We need to force this to happen. Sorry, the clip was not working. My producer will be getting a strong talking to, but here, here's, here, here it is. Okay. I don't want to get sick and die. Okay. There's Sorry. other people you can infect just because you're vaccinated. You know what? You're not a special person around here. You should hear about how everybody talks about you. You're I know a how jerk. Talk to me. I don't care how people You're talk a about jerk. Me. Okay. And you need to have respect for other people in your life. I do. You're not a big man on campus. Oh, hey. Did you hear that? Do you think she would do that if there was a camera in her classroom? In fact, the only reason we know that happened was because a student recorded it with their phone and posted it on TikTok and it went viral. I'm pretty sure that teacher got fired. But this whole idea that teachers never lie is an absolute myth. And I can tell you from personal experience. Now I want to preface this with saying I went to a pretty, pretty good school. I went to a school where, you know, people graduate every year. I think there's, I think one, I think, my class had five or six kids go to an Ivy League school every year. Somebody, some kid goes to Harvard, right? Most schools in America, they're lucky if once a generation a kid goes to Harvard. At least, at least a couple every kid every year. I'll say get accepted. Do, do they go? I'm not sure, but getting accepted. Now, with that being said, we were in a classroom, and some things were said to a student, and the student filed a complaint. Horrible things. Filed a complaint. The teacher said, I don't know what he's talking about. I never did that. And so the kid, I go to school the next day. The kid's not there. You know, I know him. I text him. I say, hey, you know what happened? And he said, I got suspended for lying. I don't know what the technical term is, but they said he lied. That he lied and trying to get the teacher in trouble. I, I don't know what the technical term was. To which I went to the administration. And I said, hey, you know, I, I knew all the principals and everything. So I was talking. I said, hey, I heard that so-and-so got suspended. And I just want to give my side of the story because I was there when the teacher said it. 
And then after that, not only did I speak up, other kids I knew in the class, I said, hey, so-and-so got suspended. Go tell them what happened. And they did. And guess what? The truth came out. And the situation was fixed. Another thing. I saw a video from a state rep in Florida. I'll play this video. A state rep in Florida where the governor said that there will be no mask mandates in school and then it was in the courts. But this governor, or sorry, this, this student... I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quite frank. You know I don't like you know I know everybody uses child child abuse everything like this. This was quite frankly child child abuse. Nobody can say anything different. When she got off the school bus um, a few days ago, her father saw her and she was wearing a mask. Now in my school district we have an illegal mask mandate, but she was wearing a mask even though even under their own illegal mask mandates rules she shouldn't have had to. But it wasn't enough that she was wearing a mask. Because she's a special needs nonverbal Down syndrome child, who, by the way, three weeks earlier, the school district had called the parents and said, your daughter's taking her shoes off in school. Could you help us to make sure she keeps her shoes on? So they were willing to call about that. When um, her father saw her get off the school bus, she was wearing a mask and it was tied around her head with nylon rope. The mask was was full of saliva The girl couldn't breathe. Father's furious. How could they do that to my daughter today? So he went to the school and he talked to the school and he found out they didn't do it that day. They had tied this mask around her face every single day for the previous six weeks that she was in school. They just forgot to take it off that day before they sent her home. So when the, when the parent said, what on earth were you thinking to the teacher and to the principal, their answer was the school board told us that our students all had to wear masks. There's a special place in hell for the three people who did this to this girl. This girl experienced real child abuse at the hands of the Brevard County School Board. And I will tell you this, this session, there's going to be hell to pay for the people who did that. Seeing no further business, Vice Chair Bell moves. Six weeks. For six weeks, his daughter had a mask tied. Not, no, we're not talking about just you know, putting on, you know, the straps. No, no, tied around her face. She, being special needs, probably had no idea what was going on. All she knew is that the pain she must have felt, the discomfort. But if her dad would go to a school board meeting and speak up and make the liberal elite at this school system who violated Florida law make them uncomfortable... Oh, that's the problem. You can't do that. Shameful. Shameful. What is happening in these schools needs to be dealt with. Kids are being abused left 
and right. And it gets back to would this have happened if there was a video camera? No. No, it would not have happened. Let me tell you what else wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have taken six weeks. And they know the and they knew they shouldn't have been doing it. You wonder how I can tell you they knew they shouldn't have been doing it? Because for five weeks and four days, they took it off of her before she got on the bus. You don't think the bus driver was taking it off. They took it off of her before she got on the bus. They knew they weren't supposed to be doing it, and they did it anyway. Now imagine if there was a live link to the classroom and that a parent could join it at any given time and see what's going on. You know what wouldn't have happened? You know what wouldn't have happened? This. This wouldn't have happened. Think about what they're saying. You have no right, an absolute no right, to see what your children, the future of this country, are being taught in the schools that you pay for. No right. School boards have final say over curriculum when it comes to the state of Georgia and many states across the country. And if you go and speak up and tell them that you don't want your third grade student being objectified and learning about porn, about critical race theory, you're the, you're the, you're the problem. We need to fight back. Plain and simple. We don't have a choice anymore. They brought the fight to us, so we're going to win. We're going to win. All right, and moving on from that, we got to start to focus on why they want your kids to learn this type of stuff. Why they want to do it. Why they want your kids to learn all of these this crazy left-wing radical ideology that causes kids to hate America and to hate the freedom that we stand for. Well, it comes full circle and if you if after COVID you don't understand why the left is pushing for what they're pushing for, You'll learn quickly. I'm going to play this video by Dr. Scott Jensen. If it can happen to me, I think it can happen to you. I've said that over and over again. Last night at 11.30, my wife and I got home after a 40-hour whirlwind in northwestern Minnesota, visiting some seven different cities and providing support for Dr. Jeff Horick a surgeon who was fired because he spoke at a school board meeting in favor of allowing masks to be optional for kids. So last night I get home and I open up the mail and for the fifth time my letter, my medical license is being investigated. This time there are a half a dozen complaints. I am problematic because I called for civil disobedience in regards to the press conference that President Biden issued on September 9th that he never followed up on. He never certified that as an executive order, nor has he given to OSHA their instructions by which they can make rules to determine how to implement what he said he wanted to happen in a press conference. So what we have is a press conference. So it's a problem for me. It's alleged that I'm not vaccinated and I'm not. I've been very clear about that. I have a plethora of antibodies because I recovered from COVID. I'm inappropriately recommending against children wearing masks in schools. Last I checked, school boards are making those decisions. I have my opinion and I'm entitled to those. I'm politicizing public health, really. What about Mike Osterholm and Tony Fauci who say, don't wear masks, don't wear masks, don't wear masks, and then all of a sudden they get religion and wear masks. 
We have 19 years of data that says masks don't do the job. I was quoted as saying, I have said that. And the fact of the matter is from 2000 to 2020, we thought that masks didn't help, but now evidently they do. I've been telling followers that hospitals and doctors are falsifying death certificates. I've never said that. It's alleged that I've promoted the use of ivermectin. That's a decision between a patient and a doctor. And I think Joe Rogan might have weighed in on that. And I hear that there are several hundred members of Congress that may have also benefited from ivermectin. And I'm inappropriately promoting the benefits of natural immunity. Inappropriately promoting the benefits of natural immunity. Okay, so I'm going to be responding to this complaint, these complaints. I looked at my wife this morning and I said, sweetheart, I am sorry I'm putting you through this. She said, there's nothing to be sorry for. For my wife and I, the worst transgression that we can make is if we wanted to turn back. We're not going to turn back. I get to run for office if I choose. And people who want to politically weaponize the board of medical practice have at it. I can't stop you. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. If it can happen to me, I think it can happen to you. Think about it. So this doctor, Dr. Scott Jensen, uh, who is running to be the next governor of Minnesota, he is a former state senator up there in Minnesota. He has completely gone off the rails. He is making sure. he Honestly, I think he might be a domestic terrorist. I mean, he spoke about a school board meeting. He's got to be a domestic terrorist in the eyes of the Joe Biden administration. I'm still waiting to see when the Joe Biden administration will be, in, will be investigating uh, the various criminal activities of Hunter Biden. I'm yet to see it, but if Hunter Biden would have not worn a mask on the airplane, then they probably would have done it. You know, maybe Hunter Biden should go and speak at a school board meeting and telling them that they shouldn't have masks, and he would be investigated by the day's end. But he got this complaint because he was going around on behalf of another uh, doctor who had been uh, suspended, I believe, because uh, he said, thought that masks should be optional. Because for 20 years, 19, 20 years, masks, we didn't think they did a good job. And then all of a sudden, like he said, Tony Fauci came to the woke. Well, he said Tony Fauci came to religion. I think what he really meant is that he came to the woke left. And the woke left made him realize you got to institute masks because of socialism. I mean, if you really don't think this is about control, you're absolutely wrong. I mean, just the last couple of weeks or months, 18 months We've witnessed our entire government decide that it has no idea what the hell it is doing. Absolutely no idea what the hell it is doing. Ever get homesick for anywhere but home? As you make your return to travel, let the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless Card help you reach new destinations and find new appreciation for the places you know and love. Expand your world and go boundless with the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless Card. Learn more at marriottbonvoy.com forward slash chase cards. Cards are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. If you have diabetes, excess sugar could be causing damage in your eyes that you might not even notice. So be proactive about your eye health and take charge of your sight. Learn more at nowic.com. Brought to you by Regeneron. Joe Biden holds a press conference back in September saying that masks uh, or vaccines will be required for any employer over 100 employees. Well, press conferences do not lead to law. You have to sign a law into law via Congress or via an executive order 
or case law via uh, some some federal court somewhere. That's the only way a law can be made or changed in the United States of America. And state laws are pretty much the same way. That's the only way they can be changed. And Joe Biden never did that. You know, what Joe Biden did is he got up and he said some words. Some people said some words. Tell Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar that some people said some words. And because he stood up and he said some words, some words that made the left very, very happy. All of a sudden, it's law. And let me tell you why this will never be law. Because there are not enough people on the left who will ever do the political suicide of mandating vaccines. See, Joe Biden's one and done. That's the scariest thing. You watch college football. The scariest thing in the SEC is, is an Auburn team with nothing to lose. A two-win Auburn team going into Tuscaloosa. There's nothing scarier. A two-loss, two sorry. Nothing scarier because they have nothing to lose. Joe Biden is a one-term president. He knows, A, he's not old enough, not popular enough to run for re-election. But, B, he already said he'd be a one-term president. He said that he didn't envision himself running again. So he can legislate however he wants. What are you going to do? He doesn't need to worry about re-election. He just has to make the woke left happy. That's all he has to do. So when it comes to something like ivermectin or natural immunity, those are automatically, they, can, they can't be used. They, 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 they are non-starters because they're not what helps the people who donate to Big Pharma. Think about it like this. In Illinois right now, if this was really about health, tell me this. In Illinois right now, kids are not allowed to go to school without a mask. But right now, they can get an abortion without, without notifying their parents. Please, please make it make sense. Now, you pointed something out about Joe Rogan. <clears throat> it was revealed uh, over the weekend that Joe Rogan's doctor treated up to 200 members of Congress with ivermectin. If it wasn't horse to warmer for them, what makes it horse to warmer for me, for you? For the American people. I think the American people deserve to know about this potential life-saving drug. If it was fine for almost a little under half of the United States Congress, why is it not fine for you and me? It made Joe Rogan feel better in a number of days. Why is it not okay for you and me? I'm smart enough to know when I don't know what I'm talking about. When it comes to fashion, I hate to tell you, I have no idea what I'm talking about. When it comes to NASCAR racing, I have no idea. what. I'm, when it comes to baseball, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just know go Braves. And hopefully they, they win it all tonight. And if you're listening in Texas, I'm sorry, but go Braves. Keep chopping. President Trump's a Braves friend. He was chopping. But this is about control. Listen, if you have natural immunity, if you're vaccinated, you're at the same level of risk. Actually, one could argue you got more risk if you're vaccinated versus natural immunity. Statistics have shown that multiple time in and time out. That natural immunity is the best immunity one can have. But that's not good enough for the left because it doesn't fit their narrative. They need you to be scared because a scared public wants the government to save their back. Well, guess what? This is America's. We are not a scared population. The only thing Americans fear is God. We need to start standing up. Because I can tell you this, if the 71 million Americans, probably more, 
who voted for Donald Trump start attending these school board meetings and start speaking against this, the left will start to fail. Now, later on tonight, there will be an election held in the state of Virginia. It'll be Glenn Youngkin versus radical Terry McAuliffe. Now, I've said this one time and I'll say it again. Glenn Youngkin cannot get out of a primary in Georgia. If he was running for governor of Georgia, he would not make it out of the Republican primary. He'd be called liberal. But with that being said, he's not running in Georgia. And I think this is something that everyone else needs to think about here. What's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. You've heard that many times. My mom's told me that probably hundreds of times in my life. We have to figure out that who that somebody who can win the state of Georgia might be might have no chance winning in New Hampshire and vice versa. But it's okay. And this is about the big party conservatism. If you believe in limited government, and by limited government, I mean pro-life, pro-gun, and lower taxes. Those are the basic tenets of conservatism. You and I can debate about foreign policy. If you agree that taxes should be lower overall, that you should protect the sanctity of life, and that through extension of that, you support the right for people to bear arms, you're a Republican. End of story. Everything else doesn't really matter as much as those three things. If those three things happen, America is a great place. Low taxes will lead to a prospering economy. People being able to to, uh, conceal firearms and own firearms will lead to less crime. And you can end the genocide that is abortion. And with that, with that right there, that makes you a Republican today. Because you won't find one Republican candidate running that will have any chance of winning a primary, let alone a general, who is pro-choice, who is pro the government having the right to legislate your guns away, who is pro-raising taxes. So if we as a party, if we as the conservative movement can understand this, we can start winning. And I know, and I, I know, as much as it pains me that Mitt Romney's a senator, I know it pains you too. And in a state like Utah that's going to vote Republican no matter what, we probably could have found someone better. But imagine if Mitt Romney was the senator from Massachusetts. He was governor there. What if he was a senator from there? Look how that would look. I would rather have a, a, a moderate Republican from Massachusetts than a Democrat because Democrats stick together. We have to start realizing. Now, I had the chance to speak with Mr. Youngkin. Guy seems very nice. Seems like somebody who I'd want to hang out with. Would he get elected in Georgia? Absolutely not. Would I get elected in Metro Atlanta? Probably not. I'm not running for office, right? We need to realize that what is good for the goose is not always good for the gander. Because there's a chance that tonight, Glenn Youngkin will flip the state of Virginia from deep, deep, deep blue to red. Some polls have him up by eight points. They have him around 53, 54 points. And let me tell you what's going to happen. If Glenn Youngkin beats Terry McAuliffe, you start to see Tim Kaine. You start to see these swing state senators. You start to see people like... John Ossoff, Raphael Warnock. You start to see the Senator uh, Mark Kelly from Arizona. These senators from these, you know, 
purple to swing to maybe even slightly red in the state of Georgia districts. Not to mention the congressman. Start to step away from Joe Biden. Uh, let's take the state of Georgia, for instance. Lucy McBath and Carolyn Bordeaux will be fighting tooth and nail to keep their seats come 2022 due to redistricting, due to uh, the fact that Joe Biden is is as unpopular as getting punched in the face. If Glenn Youngkin pulls this off tonight, we will, our country will be saved. Because I could be mistaken, but I believe Democrats only have about a five or six vote majority. And what that means is five or six moderate, or Democrats in moderate districts need to, need to start distancing themselves from Joe Biden. That will happen. I named two just in the state of Georgia. One could argue that even Sanford Bishop down there in GA2 could run the risk of his district flipping red. He's got a very, very prominent opponent who could challenge him in that district. There's three. What, do we need like six more votes? I can guarantee you 50. There are probably, uh, to my knowledge, there are, I think, roughly... 50 seats that the that Democrats or that Republicans think they can flip come 2022. Because while Republicans lost the presidency, and that's still debated whether they should have lost or not, they won the state houses. You know why they won the state houses? Is because conservatism is popular. Limited government, more power to the students or to the parents, more power to people is popular. And let me tell you why. A deep, deep blue state, that's that is Virginia, went from went from solid blue, Terry McAuliffe would win his second term, to now it looks like Glenn Youngkin can win when Terry McAuliffe said one thing. And that one thing was parents have no say what's in what their kids learn. Think about that. You might not realize this, and we got to this a little bit earlier, but every day, five days a week, seven or eight hours a day, you send your student to be taught by someone who is a government agent, in a sense. They are paid by the government. Now, you know, our teachers out here spurting the propaganda of, of the government, no, I don't think so. That I don't think that's happening on a wide stroke. And it's pretty hard to get political in math class. But it's not always true. Think about that. That's where the left is going. If we as Republicans can start to pick up those moderate, those stragglers, look where we can go. We can win super majorities. Because no matter what Joe Biden on the left says, Americans still love freedom. Now, Glenn Youngkin, I have nothing against Glenn Youngkin. I think Glenn Youngkin could very well start to start a trend that leads a bunch of Republicans to winning elections in 2022. I think 2022 can make 2010 look like a wet dream. 2022 could be the start and the savior of America. But we have to do it. So if you live in the state of Virginia, go vote for Glenn Youngkin. If you've got friends and family that lives in the state of Virginia, Go vote for Glenn Youngkin. 
because we need to show the left in the Biden administration who means boss. Right now, there's a debate whether 2022 will be a referendum on Joe Biden or a referendum on Donald Trump. In California in 2000, or no, sorry, just a few months ago, it became a referendum on Trump because they were able to paint Larry Elder as, you know, Trump if he had a radio show for 30 years. They were, that's what they were able to do. They were able to say, oh, this is, this is Trump-like. And it stuck because Larry's very outspoken, very conservative. There's 30 years of clips to go about. They're trying to do it in Virginia, and it's not sticking. Because when people look at Terry McAuliffe, they see somebody that Joe Biden campaigned for, that Kamala Harris campaigned for, that Barack Obama campaigned for. And every time they go to that pump, they're reminded what happens under Democrat leadership. They're reminded what happens when you let the left take control because they try to tell you that gas prices are only this high because of the pande- pandemic. The last time they were this high was under was the last couple of years of the, Joe, of the Barack Obama administration. Now, I don't know about you, but I personally don't remember the pandemic that was happening around 2014 and 2015. That's just me. I don't, I don't really remember what was happening around then. Maybe it was the pandemic of uh, Trump derangement syndrome starting to, t- starting to set in. That's completely possible. I don't put it past the left. Folks, if we can realize that what's not good, for, what's always what's good for the gooses and always good for the gander, we can win. We can win big, but we just have to realize it. Hey, Noah here. I wanted to take a second because I realized I don't know if you know who I am. So I like to take the last few minutes of every single show to tell you who I am. I mean, you're turning to the dial right now. You know, you may have no have no idea who I am. My name is Noah Ring. I'm foremost the, uh, the, the most prominent college conservative activist in the country, uh, I got my start a couple of years ago uh, in 2016-ish, you know, working uh, to try to help uh, Donald Trump get elected. Since then, uh, obviously, I've grown up a little bit since 2016. I was only 15 in 2016 when Donald Trump was elected to be the president of the United States. And I spent four years defending Donald Trump's uh, America First policy, defending him in the classroom. I uh, have kind of I've kind of token that, that I, I fight for conservatism and Trump in the classroom so that's what I've done for the last four years. I've fought for Donald Trump against radical left-wing professors, students, administrators, everyone. I also helped to defend many students across this country. Look, a lot of people weren't lucky like me and lived in a very conservative school district. And a lot of people are afraid that if they speak out against their radical professors or their radical teachers or principals or whoever, that they will be ridicule and they'll be grade doc which if you don't know what grade docking is it's when they drop your grade uh, simply because they don't like you simply because in this case you support donald trump you support uh, pro-life pro-gun and you are for america first with that being said i am a contributor with campus reform meaning whenever i find some story that of some teacher doing absolutely crazy work or some college being overly overly biased i report on it because that is important the, the future of america is right is in college right now my generation will decide what happens. Gen X is overwhelmingly conservative. The millennial generation is overwhelmingly liberal. My generation will be the biggest thing. Because I saw a statistic a couple of years ago 
that by the 2028 election, my generation will be the vi- biggest voting block in the country. And I don't know about you, but I want to live under a Republican-led country led by the conservative ideals of limited government, limited uh, res- personal responsibility, limited government, and liberty. That is what the Founding Fathers guaranteed to us, and that's what I want to live by. So every Monday, I'm right here, 8 to 10 a.m., whether you're listening to this uh, on the radio or you're listening to this on the internet live stream, I'm right here. If you ever have any questions at all, you can email me, noah at noahring.org. Uh, that's my personal email. I check that too many times a day, honestly. Uh, you can also text me at 912-254-4838, 912-254-4838. But what I really seek to do with this podcast, with this radio show, is I seek to give my generation what is needed for them to fight back against the radical left on college campuses because I've seen firsthand what happens when one-party rule comes to these college campuses. You think can't you think California's bad? Wait until you step foot on a college campus because at least in California, you have the protections of the Constitution of the United States. At college, you don't have those protections. So that's, what I, that's who I am. That's what I'm doing. And that's why I... And I appreciate you the American people, the great people of America listening and giving me this platform to be able to speak to you for, you know, roughly two hours a day, which my sixth grade teachers told me that I'd never make anything in my life talking so much, but look who has proved her wrong. Now, with that being said, make sure that you come back tomorrow at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single morning. We have great guests on all the time. We've interviewed uh, former Secretary of the Agriculture, Sonny Perdue. We've interviewed Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mike Collins, uh, Congressman Gary Graves. We've interviewed all these people. We've interviewed senators, congressmen, governors, uh, all these people who candidates as well, and just interesting people. We had on a guy named uh, Alejandro who used to be a member of Antifa and now and Black Lives Matter, and now he is one of the biggest people fighting back against those very organizations. So we have on great guests all the time, and we bring you the news that nobody else is going to bring you. You're not going to find these headlines on Fox News because I have a lot of I have a lot of people throughout the country who are looking for stories uh, that are happening in high schools and colleges and even even really some corporations. And Fox News doesn't cover those for whatever reason, so I guess I have to do that. So I hope that you will tune back in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as we take on the left one more time. I don't know how long I'll have this platform. I don't know how long I'll be on social media, but we will take on the left one more time tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., ending at 10 a.m. So it's perfect for your morning commute. And also, if you can't listen to this live, you know, some people are busy, whatever. I do typically upload the first hour, first 40 or so minutes of the first hour to the podcast, which you can find at noahring.org. But thank you so much for tuning in today, and we will see you on the other side. Do you sometimes get the sense that debates about America's role in the world are predictable and often disconnected from reality? Our new podcast tries to change that. None of the Above offers new ideas to help confront America's global challenges. Subscribe to None of the Above today. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smartmarketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses.